When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Excited to get into our second Hitchcock film, Rear Window. Of course, we've done Vertigo, which uh, was really high up on our top fifty list. I don't know where that landed. Was it? Yeah, it was 10? definitely. It was. Uh, I think it was top fifteen. I don't know if it was top ten, okay. but yeah, it was. It was up there. I remember that I had to compromise on that. Yes. I had <laughs> yep. But I'm even more excited to break this movie down with our very special guest, writer, director, and actor Dan Franco. Dan, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, Dan, I see on your Twitter uh, profile you're also a Jedi wannabe. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> You're a good company. Uh, canon or bust, you know? Ooh, nice. Wow. So, are you, sorry, are you, how deep are you into the canon? Are you just movie guy, or do you, do you go into the books, the comics? Oh, no, I mean, I mean getting into the canon, I, I, actor-wise. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That would a lot be... more opportunities these days. There's oh. TV shows, there's... Oh, man, yeah. They, pretty psyched for, for The Mandalorian. Oh, definitely. Mandalorian. They just announced, too, that uh, I think just today that um, uh, the... Cassian Endor from Rogue yes. One. Yes. Uh, uh, Lu- uh, what's his name? Uh, Diego. Diego Luna. Diego Luna. Yeah, he's got a. He, he's have, he's getting his own series. Oh, really? On, on the as long as long as K two S O comes with. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yes. Oh yeah. So now we're we're just in a Star Wars thing. So yes. Let's, let's talk. About, <laughs> what's your favorite uh, Star Wars movie, Dan? Um. Or the best. Uh, you know, it, it's hard. It, I don't know that it's the best, but my favorite has always been A New Hope because that was the one yeah. that, you know, I, I, I'm an actor because my parents took me to see that movie and I said, that right there is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I was talking about, you know, being a Jedi, but the, when they explained to me that that was actors, they were <laughs> pretending, I said, okay, that'll work. And, uh, I can pretend to be one. <laughs> well, that's yeah. funny. You know, when so, I was a kid, I was convinced I could find a way to make my own lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I thought about it for like, Hours and hours. <laughs> Pretty sure if I could get the right materials, I could, <laughs> yeah. I could do this. Well, that kyber crystal or whatever it's called? <laughs> yes, yes, kyber crystals. Very good. Oh, so Very Dan, good. what's uh, what's your favorite? If you were a Jedi, um, if you, if that did come true, what color would be your lightsaber? Um, I mean, I I I, I would assume green. Yeah. A, eventually, but you know, I, I like red better. But but that's uh, that's not exactly. Where you want to? Where you want to land? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, you could go purple, or they had. I mean, they had the whole spectrum from. The yeah, that's right. <laughs> do we not? Do we not want to mention the previous? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm cool enough for purple. You know, that's that's a Sam Jackson. Yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be careful there. But, uh, but you know, it's you get us on a Star Wars tangent, and know, right? you know, it's, <laughs> it's just what what happens. But uh, but yeah, obviously, yeah, talking rear window, and I, and obviously, you know, there's there's some similarities here with uh, something a project you worked on. A little short film called uh, the recursion theorem available on amazon prime yep that yeah. is not Thank a plug you. for amazon prime that is a plug for yes <laughs> recursion <laughs> theorem yes <laughs> exactly that's uh, how'd, how'd you come to that project uh that's a funny story um I, I, another friend of mine had actually uh been signed on to to play that role and um they had a hard time finding a location so they ended up renting a place and building their location <clears throat> and uh by the time they were able to get all that done, uh, my friend was uh, was tied up with uh, other productions that he was uh, contractually committed to with uh, Veep and House of Cards here in the in the DC Baltimore area. Okay. So he had to step aside, and he recommended me, and and uh, I think I auditioned on a Sunday, and I was on set on Thursday. Wow. Okay. And and how how long was that that uh, shot that shoot? It was. Uh, I think we did ten days. We did Saturday to Saturday. Wow. Or or. Friday to Saturday to the right through the whole next week and to the next Saturday. And it was, uh, you know, it was crazy because we were all, you know, um, not fortunate enough to be a, a full-time working actor. So, you know, doing the day job and then going from work to set and, and, oh, and man. playing around in that <laughs> craziness yeah. until two in the morning. So, shot. um, 
Yeah, it was it was uh you know it it by the end of that period it wasn't too hard to find that manic um, <laughs> deranged energy. Oh man, oh you could it, it's all over your face too, and that <laughs> and a lot of those points. I mean, you it, it almost um a bit of the shining going on in there. Yeah, then, yeah, that was the first thing that grabbed me actually was um the 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 piece that I auditioned with was the the flip flop scene where my character um encounters an alternate version of my character right. and uh it reminded me of the um the bartender scene in the shining absolutely and uh and so right that was what I, what I auditioned with and and as we were talking about you know the shining this guy was influenced by Ben Sledge as the director um he was influenced by uh the twilight zone obviously that it, yeah. it plays like a lost twilight zone Definitely. and um yeah i got a lot of twilight zone vibes in 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 you know that little you know i think it was 25 minutes but uh a lot of yeah. Twilight Zone vibes, definitely a lot of Hitchcock, especially that yeah. uh, toward towards the end there. Not to give anything away, but yeah, when it's got you, you know, that eyeball eyeball shot with that zoom out, that's yeah. like a total yeah. call, callback to Psycho. There. That was really well done. Yeah, that definitely. was so the, the the part where your your mind is sort of breaking. That was just mm-hmm. outstanding. I love that. And then the other thing, another scene I liked. Yeah, without uh, the thing with throwing the shoe. I'll just without spoiling anything. When you sort of right. you, you kind of laugh and you're like, huh? Well, I've kind of figured this place out. I love that the way you just portrayed it because you feel like you're getting some control over this bizarre place and starting to make sense of all of it. But of course, that's not which quickly wanes. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely, but yeah. I, I love that you had sort of have like a, a personal moment in victory there, which yeah, of course, right. falls away. But I just thought it was great. I mean, you're the only actor in this movie, and uh, yeah, did really well did, did you find it more difficult to just for it just to be you or do you find it more difficult to work with other actors like how how do you adjust much there? more difficult to just be you yeah I'm um, sure. because you know when you when you're working a scene you know you're you always have the reverse where you, know, you don't you don't dial it all the way back but you can you can you don't have to go to to 11 while uh while you're not on camera you know you can right. kind of you give the other actor what they need to do their half of the scene but uh you can you can kind of keep some in reserve and and you don't have that luxury when it's just you and and even when you are working with the other actor the other actor's you so you, you're yeah so that you kind that of was, bring uh, all that energy on your own right you could like yeah. set someone bounce off of you and then read what they're doing and then like improvise it's just all you well the director did actually stand in for me um, mm-hmm. opposite me so he he read the opposite lines and then I okay. flipped it and then I read the lines he just read back. You know, so that's how we how we did that. So I did have somebody work off of during those scenes, but but um, but I was on camera the whole time. Yeah, that's great stuff. Now, Dan, I know you were a little bit under the weather tonight. Um, how does that compare to the character you played in the season one episode two of Veep? He was uh, quite yeah, afflicted. Speaking of being under the weather, yeah, <laughs> um, that was that was an amazing uh, experience. That so that was um, you know how how series are shot. They shoot the pilot way ahead, and then they sell the show, and then okay. they come back. So episode two is the first episode that's actually the series. Right. Right. So I was uh, in episode two. Uh, Day one, shot one. Wow! You know, it, it opened with with <laughs> me and Anna Klumski, and <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, oh, no pressure, no, right? <laughs> um, None at all. <laughs> so it was it was amazing. Like like you know, a couple weeks beforehand, they had me in for the table read because uh-huh. they wanted to work the the timing of the the sneeze bullet thing where he dies <laughs> on the table and Gary saved and, her. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, and you know, that's one of those moments you're sitting there and you're looking around the table and and I I didn't know Reed Scott because I hadn't seen the show he was on on TBS but I knew every other actor at that table except for me. <laughs> like yeah, all of these man. people are famous yeah. and what am I doing here? They're going to kick me out. <laughs> I think he was so, on uh, it was like My Boys or something. I actually watched yeah. that. Yeah. Strangely enough, but <laughs> I know all those great actors. Yeah, I mean that must just have been an amazing experience just to, like you said being around them and uh, just feeding off of all that great energy. It's such a hilarious show. The the, uh, the the table read the rehearsal was the I mean it's awesome to go do the shoot but sitting there and watching them because they do a lot of um, everybody thinks that show is improv but it's basically built off of improv they they do all the improv in the rehearsals okay and then they they keep what they like they you know they they then they go back and then by the end of that night you have a new script coming through <laughs> oh man. And uh, because they, they, the things that came out of those practices are what what make it into the show, yeah, and yeah. Um, and then they do do a lot of improv 
with the guidance of the director, but which is still you're, you're sitting there in a hallway with Julia Louis Dreyfus, and they're telling you, "Well, just uh, go with it, see, see what comes out, <laughs> see what happens." <laughs> man, that's that's so great, and yeah, to work with Julia Louis Dreyfus, man, that's yeah. uh, <laughs> that's got to be a dream come true, right there. She's something yeah, else. It, it, she's she's a bit of a monster in this show, really. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty horrible. And, and, and it, she couldn't be the complete opposite. I mean, like it wouldn't be possible. She's such a nice, sweet person in uh-huh. in in real life, and and to see the show, what because I hadn't seen anything obviously by the time we we were shooting. So when I'm watching the show, I'm like, wow, <laughs> man. Well, it's so funny because you normally hear well, not normally, but sometimes you hear actors are just sort of portraying their natural selves, and that's you know just cu- being able to come across on screen and to, to hear that she's like. You know, a sweet person, but you know, on the show, she's just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so like, yeah, it makes it all the more funny, right? And the funny thing was, is when I went for the uh, when I went for the audition, I was I was sick as a dog, and uh, so it wasn't really again wasn't really that hard for me to uh, <laughs> to find the character. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. talking Man. out of my nose and. <laughs> Not not much acting involved, you know. Not much right. acting needed. So. <laughs> <laughs> then you get on set, you're not sick anymore. You're like, uh, what, what, yeah, exactly. What did I do again? <laughs> That's great stuff. Uh, good stuff, man. Um, uh, another another uh, movie you're in that I wanted to mention, uh, The Night Watchman. I I haven't seen that one yet. Maybe talk a little bit about that one. So The Night Watchman is a horror comedy. Um, it, it's a it's an independent film. We we produced it here in in Maryland. It was shot in Annapolis. It takes place in Baltimore. Um, it's, uh, it's about a couple of night watchmen who is very much in the, in the vein of like Shaun of the dead, okay, um, nice. crossed with like killer clowns from outer space. And, okay. and I guess the idea is that this, uh, Baltimore's beloved blimp of the clown, um, and his wandering troop of, uh, performers were killed in Romania. Uh, they fell victim to some disease and they get shipped back to Hopkins for, uh, for, you know, research to see what happened, and uh, they get Blimpo gets misdelivered to the Baltimore Gazette, and uh, <laughs> on the same night that the Night Watchmen are breaking in a new uh, recruit, new new Night Watchmen. So, um, you know, it's, and then you know, obviously somebody opens the coffin, and vampire chaos ensues. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's so. I, in, I know your demo reels on uh, IMDb, and I saw some clips from it. it definitely looks uh, pretty, pretty interesting, pretty entertaining. So I, I definitely that, want to yeah. check that out. Is that one available to, or is that one uh, online? It's or available streaming? in a lot of places. It's on Prime if you have Prime. Yeah. It's oh, on, cool. Uh, I think it's on Hulu now. Oh, nice. um, iTunes. Uh, it's on Stream Picks if you have. I think that's Comcast or Xfinity. Depending. Okay. Um, it's one of the on demands there. Um, and then I, you know, I, like I said, iTunes, you can buy it on DVD and Blu-ray. So it's, uh, you know, we kind of, uh, you know, we went to 40 or 45, something like that. I think it might, it might've been 60 festivals and oh, won wow. 40 awards, something like that. So it, it's been running around for about a, about two years now. Oh, that's great. In fact, nice. exactly two years. We were down in, it premiered down in Atlanta, um, in uh at the end of 2016 okay and and uh and here we are yeah yeah and that was the uh at, at a festival down there which is really cool um and, and so now we are two two years later you go on your imdb page and you've got a ton of stuff so. yeah yeah, right. good for and, you, man. I mean, I, I, I think you're hilarious. <laughs> I mean, Thank generally, you. <laughs> I generally find you hilarious. So. Yeah, that's great. Is, is that is that what more what, what more you strive towards? Is is the comedy area, or are you just whatever whatever you can get? I I, I like both just as well. Um, yeah. I whatever I can get, I I'm I'm just as happy doing one as the other. Right. Um, you know, the comedy is. Uh, Comedy's actually harder. It, it's, yeah, that's uh, what I hear. That's what I hear. Yeah, you know, you're sitting there, and and you know, it, it, and then this is I can give a little bit of this away because it's in the it's in the preview of the movie too. So my, my character in the Night Watchman has to dance to save his life, <laughs> and uh, they <laughs> yeah they they basically want me to prove that I'm not a, a vampire, so they make me dance. <laughs> and um, I mean, it's like a Will Ferrell kind of absurdness. Yeah, and. Yeah. Um, 
Well, saw- and that's one of those things that you can't you can't even have a hint of being aware of how <laughs> right. funny what's going on is, and and it's harder when the three of the people across the, the from camera from you are three of your best friends, you know, because this was a this was a group of us that have worked together for fifteen years right. that that um, ended up putting this whole thing together, and uh, so you know you find some people who are it's your acting tribe, and you. You start making your own projects, and and this was kind of like the the culmination of, of several years of work, oh, wow. and um, so it, it's even harder when those guys are over there because they know what an idiot you look like. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, they're just like waiting to mess with you. So, yeah, yeah. I, I so, saw I saw something you tweeted out. There was like a, a meme or something of you of you twerking as that character, I believe. Or, yeah, or yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, anything to prove that you're not a vampire? So, you know, <laughs> that was that was the twerk was actually written into the script. All the rest of it um, was was me coming up with it, but uh, the twerk was was scripted. Yeah, well, no vampire it, would twerk, right? Yeah, That's clear, right? Exactly. Uh, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, yeah, I appreciate you agreeing to come on and, and talk uh, talk a movie with us, and uh, yeah, looking forward to getting talking into this about, one. Talking about your career with us. It's, yeah, uh, it's thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Happy to. Um, now, are you a, are you a Hitchcock guy? I am. I'm, I mean, I you know, so I have to you know, I have to come clean here. You know, when I was a kid, I was more of the Rambo, Rocky, okay, anything that was yeah. a big popcorn movie. As a matter that's of fact, what I was into. I'm wearing a Rocky shirt right now. So yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm right with you. <laughs> and and so it wasn't until much later that I started to really appreciate film. Um, film you know and, right yeah um that, that wasn't just like the big blockbuster summer movies and and so i i haven't gone back and caught as many of the the hitchcocks as i as i would like to but i catch them whenever i can yeah i mean i think we're kind of the same way i mean ben and i were just fans and uh yeah we're doing this little show yeah. here yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and we're discovering films as we go yeah you know? exactly and i think that's part yeah. of part of life part of that love of film you know you're, you're, you're never going to see everything and you know we just sort of we yeah you want to go to hitchcock we, we did vertigo once i've seen uh, north by northwest uh we've done we've talked about psycho and after that, there's a whole bunch of his that I haven't seen. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is this. I, I'm going to make a confession to everyone right now. This is my first viewing of Rear Window. I love um, when you confess. I know <laughs> that's, that's that's what I do. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is this is my. I, I've seen bits and pieces. I've known you know the gist of everything, like yeah. all the pop culture references. I've I've understood and everything. But yeah, this is this is my first actual sit down, watch the whole thing all the way through. So uh, definitely excited to 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 dig it deep into it, Dave. I know you're a you're a big Jimmy Stewart guy. I love Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> He's just fantastic. Just by seeing in a chair it doesn't seem like he's doing all that much but he's just dominating the screen so dan as an actor you must have some kind of an appreciation for this absolutely um you know i saw this great quote from morgan freeman and it said his career took off when he learned to, to just do nothing and and that's really just about stripping it down and just being real and and you know through his career jimmy stewart's always been such a a big character you know you think of harvey and you think of uh, George Bailey and just rawr, 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 yeah, yeah. and just kind of his his go to <laughs> Merry Christmas, you know? yeah. but but he which is in still this, great. He didn't he you know Hitchcock stripped all those tools away from him and he just said you got to sit here <laughs> and you got to do it with your face. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, it's I. I Cause I, I haven't even, I haven't even, tr- I mean, I've tried acting, I guess, you know, as a kid, just making your own movies and stuff, but, uh, you know, Terrible it's just, it, right? yeah, exactly. It's just <laughs> like, but I, I can, I can understand, you know, that, you know, uh, you know, that line of thinking, you know, just to not do anything. Don't think like just react, you know, they say like acting is reacting. So that, that yeah. totally, you know, makes sense. But yeah. So it's uh yeah, Jimmy Stewart, man, he's the, he's the man. Um, and then uh, we've got the lovely Grace Kelly. Grace who Kelly, just, yep. wow, what a what, what a, a knockout! <laughs> what a knockout! Yeah, I'm sitting here. I have a note here from watching it. It says. Uh, Grace Kelly dash WTF Jimmy. Like <laughs> I know, here, right? Like she's too perfect. Right. What, yeah. Re- okay. Really? What's your problem? Man? Here, here's all the reasons I can't be with you. All right. It's like I'm are be you in Afghanistan? Or whatever. <laughs> right, right. It's like are you kidding me? She's rich. She's got 
status. She's uh, she's she she invented Grubhub to bring it to you. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. You give it to a freaking lobster dinner, and you're like, <laughs> right? Oh my god! Man. You're like, no, you you can't come with me. I buy when I take my pictures. I mean, instead, I want to look out the window. You know, it's crazy. But that, I mean, that really speaks to that this idea of voyeurism, which is yeah, obviously you know the biggest thing going on in this movie, which is. I think something that we all do, um, and if it's not looking out the window, it's maybe peering into our phones or you know doing something else, trying to sort of escape the life that we have and not really <coughs> looking at what's in front of us. Uh, so I think you know it's a very relevant film, even though yeah. from 1954. Oh, I, I you know uh, right at the beginning, Stella says uh, what people ought to do is just uh, is. It, I'm sorry, I, I can't read my note here. Yeah, that's um, all right. Yeah. Is get outside their own house and look in for a change. <laughs> right, I mean, yeah. that she could be writing that for, or saying that for 2018. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Look at look at look at yourself. Look, yeah. what, look at what you're doing. You it's, know. It's that idea that you don't really want to be self-critical. You you don't really want to, you know, fix your the issues that you have. Instead, you want to examine other people's private lives, which we discover everybody's got something bad. Right. Even if they're not criminal, they have some sadness or some brokenness or, you know, everyone has secrets. And yeah, it's not really right, to, even though, you know, what they discover in this movie is, you know, a crime. But there's a bit of something. The movie's also telling you it's it's immoral to peer into people's lives in that way, I think. Uh, well, and also, I mean, uh, Kind of with our love of film and everything, just we we all love drama, you know. We we, we all love that, uh, you know. What's 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 this person doing? What's going on? Like I mean, gossip, right? Yeah, gossip. Yeah. I mean, even if you, no matter who says it, like, oh no, I, I don't want to hear that. You know, I, I don't want to know that. You know, that's their business. And we all we all have that inkling to to like other people's gossip and oh, and to to know what's going on. There's just something about that drama. Um, but what 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 Hitchcock does here too is just I love how he shows and doesn't tell. He, the, the film opens up and it's just showing that whole you know back court there you know showing showing everyone you know it's just uh, y- you don't have to be told what these people are about you can just understand what they're about just by what he's showing us you know yeah it's it's, uh, it's just such i love that kind of filmmaking where they don't again just they don't it try to explain it away. They just yeah. Hey, here, audience, here, here, you have it. Figure it out. Well, it's and even even from the sound design, um, like the most. I think I only picked up one or two cues that were that weren't diegetic, and and everything else was existing within the world. The sound came from Natural, the music yeah. being played out there, or the guy up in in the penthouse playing on his piano. Yeah, um, that is the know. soundtrack, right? Just him playing. Yeah. yeah. I think there was one moment there where there was some music that I, I I don't know if it was placed outside. It was like a, when she was going over and he was having it. I think when she was going over to, to his apartment, there, yeah. there was almost like a, oh, a yeah. love theme playing underneath. And I don't think it was it was yeah. something in the courtyard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that was like the only one other than the opening credits. Yeah, and the rest of it is just like the hustle and bustle of the day. And it's crazy because yeah. this movie is it's very tiny. I mean, I, I think only maybe once does the camera even move from Jeff's apartment. It's inside the whole time. Right. It's just looking yeah. out of his window and just him sitting. I mean, just as a concept of a film, it sounds sort of absurd, right? <laughs> it's sort of oh, just yeah. like a play. In yeah. A way, but it's fantastic. And the set is phenomenal. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's so good. I mean, it's it's uh, uh, <laughs> showing I, the time of day, right? The yeah, rain. Uh, the, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was the, reading about it. They so they had to build, you know, they built this massive set and they made it with with drainage so that they could have the rain. Oh wow! And it would drain out and under, and and, and they you know they built it to look like a specific courtyard. Um, and so it's uh, one twenty five in, in the movie. They say one twenty five ninth Ninth Avenue. But it's actually 125 Christopher Street at Ninth, and so the the Jimmy Stewart's building is on Tenth, and so that's what looks into the courtyard uh, to the oh, back okay. of Nine. So and so I guess he he had been familiar with this, and this was the court like they recreated this courtyard. Oh wow! So oh that's interesting. Yeah. So it's not a it, well it's fictional, but yeah, it's, it's, it's based yeah. on a real on a real place. I didn't yeah. know that. That's great. Cool. Right. 
Yeah, because yeah, I mean, you, you kind of look out, and it almost seems like you're like, oh, this is too good. You you can't possibly see everyone from from where you're at. But I mean, if it's yeah, it's based off a real thing, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> I just um, love the variety of characters here. I mean, you've yeah. got the dancing girl who you'll you know you can just watch that all day. Uh, you've got the young couple. You've got the Mrs. Uh, Broken Heart or whatever she's called. Yeah, uh, down which Miss Lonely, yeah, Miss Lonely, Lonely Hearts, yeah. yeah. She she is probably the most tragic of. All the characters, uh, yeah. just watching her, like you, you kind of find it funny at first, you know, when she is pretending to have that little date or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, that's that's silly. And then it, it becomes sad pretty quick, you know. She's she's you know pretending she's got this man there, treating her nice, and then pours pours glasses of wine, and then just uh, you know just just starts crying, and it's just like, oh, damn, all right, this, yeah. you know, this I feel is, bad, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, but again, I feel like I shouldn't be seeing this this right, is like yeah, hearing, I, you know i'm like i have like um i'm violating the privacy here <laughs> I'm, and i'm peering into something i shouldn't be looking at because god knows i've done you know i don't know if i've done that but i've probably done worse you know by myself <laughs> right. and if anyone was watching they'd be like well this guy's fucked like you know <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is a private moment they were just <laughs> staring at, you know? It's just like, yeah, exactly. It's uh yeah, and I love how we're the audience is forced to watch it. I mean, we're we're Jimmy Stewart's character, you know? The audience is Jimmy Stewart's character at that point. So yeah, it's uh definitely uh just amazing uh work there by Hitchcock. Um and then uh so yeah, we, like you said you brought up those characters. Obviously, then you have the um the "Quote unquote murderer, yeah, uh, whatever his name is, uh, the the guy, you know, the the gray haired guy, somebody's in a blank, uh, Thorwald, Thorwald. Thorwald. Thank yeah. you, thank you. That's yeah. what. That's <laughs> a, that's why we bring guests on because yeah. they, they they tend to prepare more, so you know they <laughs> they, uh, they they bail us out. But yeah, you got Thorwald, you know, with his uh, wife situation. So that's you, you kind of are are drawn drawn to that right away. Um, but uh, and that's you know what's what's crazy about that is that's Raymond Burr. He was he was a a known actor, and he basically most of his performance is uh, Perry Mason. Yeah, it's just you know over there in he, he, right, he yeah, really delivering the lines. He's just kind of on camera, right. Yeah, I think you know, the, yeah, we basically don't hear him actually speak until the end. Yeah. You know, when he's yeah. actually in in uh, James Stewart's uh, apartment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's. Definitely a unique thing for an actor to do, just to yeah, just be seen, not heard. And the movie doesn't really make it clear what's happening. I mean, you're kind of along with what the characters believe, but you really don't know for sure. I mean, if you were like, say, a juror, I'd say acquit, right? Until basically the very end. Right, yeah. Because there's really no evidence. Yeah. It's For the most part, it's just suspicion until maybe she gets the wedding ring. I mean, maybe at that point. Um, Especially yeah. when you've got his buddy, the cop, coming over and, yeah. and basically being that that um, devil's advocate that, no, right. you don't have yeah. anything. There's nothing here. I checked everything. She picked up the trunk up in upstate. And yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, that, that's you know the stuff with his buddy cop and stuff that definitely touches on you know yeah, obviously confirmation bias and everything. I mean, he's you know everything the cops saying like he's just kind of brushing off and you know just like now you don't know what you're talking about. Like I I, I saw what I saw, and then you know once uh, Grace Kelly comes in and is like kind of agreeing with him, like that's when he's like you know all for it's like oh yeah you believe what i'm saying so yeah. you know let's let's keep this going you know right. so it's just like right. people people just want to hear you know what they what they believe yeah as it goes along yeah exactly and they're yeah. in on it right which is funny. and that's a that's a great moment when when she's kind of brushing it off and until the moment and, and, and the camera's on her and we see her see something out there and then it shows us what what she saw and it's the the trunk being bound up and yes. the mattress rolled up. And she goes, talk me through this again from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. Great moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it, I've been shitting here for days. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Good the, stuff. the funny thing to me, one, one of the things that, that stood out to me was um, it was almost jarring. I guess it was not as big of a deal back then, but you just kind of, you didn't necessarily finish a scene. You just faded it out yeah, when you were done with it yeah, yeah. that that definitely uh, threw me off quite a bit was yeah just the the blackout fade fade out to black mm-hmm. and then fade back in quickly and it's like all right next scene all right now here's this yeah. scene all right next scene <laughs> so you yeah you, there was no like smooth transition in, into the yeah but i guess maybe that's yeah i guess they're you know 
they're in the same same place the whole movie. They're yeah. in, they're in that apartment. So I mean, I can yeah. I can see why they do that. Unless but. it's like a substitute for sleep, because there's that one where he's up at like two in the morning and then he falls asleep and then wakes back up when the, when the guy's going in and out with the suitcase. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But no. I I mean, in general. Yeah. Um, not highly sophisticated transitions yeah. i guess but, but but even even for 1954 i don't know if, i don't know if it's hitchcock films but i remember being surprised with this with vertigo too is just the way people talk to each other like it just seems so natural even today yeah. you know it's just like so it's like yeah you, you would you would say these certain things you know it's i don't know for mm-hmm. for some reason like these older movies i always think they're going to talk so proper and you know it's just like here's my line and now here's your line but these just it's i don't for me it just it flows quite naturally yeah I end up feeling like, um, and this may not be true, you know, because you watch something from an older time, like you said, something from the fifties or the, we we've talked a few uh, about sixties movies too, Ben. And right. I want to go back. I feel like there was a nicer time in the world, and I don't know if it's true or not. And maybe it's just a fallacy because I didn't live in that time, you know. I was I was talking about this with someone the other day, and just uh, you, you go, you know, uh, social media just ruins everything. I mean, you, you <laughs> it really does. There's so many mean people, but then when you actually go, you go out in the world and talk to people. Like people aren't that bad, you know. No. They'll never be that rude to your face. So it's just like if everyone would just shut off show social media, it seems like just. <laughs> everything would be like talking in a everything. <laughs> it would yeah but then i wouldn't have found your podcast that's true that's, that's true, true. Yeah. see i'm torn it's man more important that our podcast is found in society's health <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly um <laughs> so i've got some questions um you know going to this relationship or back to this relationship um it's not just that grace kelly is beautiful but she is kind of, she's a really nice person lisa and jeff I don't really know, really, from start to end, what exactly is happening with this relationship. Uh, it's not totally clear to me. I mean, he's sort of like, you know, we're different people. He wants to travel. But yet now this character is bound, right? He can't move, like <laughs> physically can't move, and he has a desire to go. Her, she's very rooted in this. I'm assuming, yeah, we're in New York City here. She's very rich. She's got status. status. She likes him. Wow. Uh, right. <laughs> that's a good thing. And then... I don't know that they how they resolve this at the end. They're together at the end, but what changes other than their experience together? I, I feel like you know. Look, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, oh, you're good. Go. Um, I feel like um, so. Our first view of her, the, the very first image of her, is a negative. Like before we see her picture of the cover of the magazine, he's got the negative of it framed. So it's almost like this. Visually, he he thinks of her in the negative. Oh, and, interesting. Yeah, and uh, and he and which he goes and says anyway. He says, you know, look, this is she's not right for me. She's too perfect. She's you know she won't go the places that I need to go. And I think by the end, you know, she climbed into the murderer's apartment. She went parkour <laughs> up the fire escape and <laughs> over into the window. Yeah, and that's... then. Yeah, so I think she proved that she she can handle the life that he wants to, and then she's reading a book about the Himalayas at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, she she's the one that changes. She's the one that adapts to him. You know, he's he's obviously not willing to change. You so know, does she make herself more real to him? And he was look. Is that like sort of because he's a voyeur? He takes pictures. He's looking at people. You know, that's what he does for a living, and he basically transposes that into his you know his current situation, and he's looking for. He, still looking for that and he's like no she's just this fake thing and then she becomes something worthy of him his attention and, or am I grasping here um I mean I, I, I don't know because again I mean yeah, just going she, in his apartment I mean that doesn't that that dirties her or she's willing to well I mean something? she she she's the one that's bringing up so like she brings up about the dirty you know cigarette case or whatever and like kind of replaces that and she's the one that you know is is doing that stuff um but uh, again I don't I don't think he's the one that I think he he basically stays the same <laughs> you know he he she's the one that adjusts to him cuz he's she's reading that Himalaya book yes but he's sleeping now so she goes back to her her fashion magazine but you doesn't know? he need to, yeah. doesn't he need to learn some kind of a lesson here to yeah, yeah he being... does but I don't know if he necessarily does at the end you know um uh, yeah I I but, don't know <laughs> but does I mean the characters are telling him basically stop looking out your window pay attention to your life yeah. take care of yourself before, rather than now it was a good thing that they caught a murderer 
but you still need to fix yourself a little bit. And right. I'm just curious how we get to that point and how what the resolution is. It's just not quite clear to me. Maybe it's clearer to you guys than me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. I, mean, I think I think the relationship has changed. I don't know that he. I, I think you're right. I don't know that he changed any, anything other than the way he sees her. Right. Um, so but it was the '50s. The guys didn't need to change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, perception is enough. If, yeah. if his perception changed, that that literally. I mean, to me, that's enough because everything is perception in this film. Yeah, like because obviously he was just seeing her as just this girl who you know is is into fashion and you know doesn't. Yeah. You know, wouldn't wouldn't be cut out for you know the sort of th- stuff he's in. You know, she's not going to be able to you know sleep in a in a plane and you know all that stuff he was saying about that. So was he essentially being a voyeur into her and not really experiencing her in reality, and then learns to do that? Yeah, I, I mean, I could see that because I, they 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 gloss over this uh, murder at the end. You know that we we <laughs> yeah. it, I like had to like rewind like a couple times. Like, wait, so did he murder her? Like, because they they just kind of gloss over. It. You know, they basically say, "Yeah, we found more at the river, and uh, something about the dog was being too." Uh, he confesses pretty quick. He yeah, rolls over. really fast. I mean, <laughs> yeah. on a dime. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, that's all glossed over, and then they pay attention to, "Oh, she's in jeans now." You know, she's in you know regular you know clothes, and not just in her dresses and her heels and everything. <laughs> yeah. And then she's reading a Himalaya magazine and. And uh, but again, I like I like how she puts that down when she realizes he's sleeping, and you know, is uh, goes back to that fashion magazine. I think that's I think that's what it's about. Is it's not, the movie wasn't about oh let's solve this murder murder. It's let's solve our ourselves. You yeah. know, let's solve solve right. our perception. I just felt like maybe that moved a little bit quickly. And yeah, maybe we're talking. Maybe I'm you know maybe I'm just spewing bullshit, but yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to you know yeah sort it all out. Right, it is it. I mean, it's a great film, and the characters are actually quite complex, even though they don't seem like it right. at first. You have to kind of stew on it. But. Absolutely. Um, I, lo- I love, uh, obviously, uh, Hitchcock has a little cameo in this. Did you, did you notice that? Yeah, I caught it this time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, was he, it was him up in the, in the piano? Yep, in the piano okay. players. Uh, How yeah. cool was that little just shot into that guy's apartment? I know. Well, and I love, too, just you, you, you learn quickly where everyone's going to be. When the camera pans over, <laughs> you're like, oh, they're going to the piano guy's house now. Oh, they're panning down. They're going to the old lady's house now. Uh, Dan, uh, do you keep your curtains open at night? Uh, no, they're they're actually closed right now. We, we, when way. it gets dark enough outside to see in, the the shades go down. One hundred percent. Well, what, what's great about that though is they they have a solve for this. They show how hot it is at the beginning. You yeah. know, obviously yes. everyone's going to have their you oh, know the couple sleeping outside. Of yeah, the, the couple sleeping uh, outside and everything. So it explains why everyone has their windows open because it's so hot. So I love that's a great. Uh, Great storytelling there to explain, you know, what's going on, what, why this yeah. is happening. Puts logic into it. Dan, what did you think of that whole dog scene? The little, well, first of all, the little doggy getting lowered in the basket. I thought that was really hilarious. And then yeah. the the dog's death. I thought that was one of the more powerful scenes of the movie. It was, although I thought she was, a, a, you know, she went into the whole um, monologue. I felt for me, it it was a little over the top. Her her. What's the matter with you people? Yeah, yeah. It, it just didn't. But, but the crazy thing for me was like, you, someone goes down, puts the dog in the basket, basket goes up, and the people at the party are like, "All right, let's go back in, strike up the music." Right. I know, right? Let's, we're gonna move on. <laughs> move on now. But, I mean, I guess her delivery was maybe a little over the top, but I thought the message was at least relevant now, which is I think something we mentioned earlier. Is yeah. I don't know my neighbors, and and uh, even Jimmy Stewart didn't know his neighbors, even though he was staring at them all night. I don't know. I've got people that live right near me, and I don't even talk to them. And yeah. maybe if my dog died, they just stare at me too as I'm screaming out into nothingness. Right. Know? I don't know. That yeah. that kind of hit me a little bit in it. Definitely. Um, now I know we were talking about. Uh, oh, we said something about the relationship and a uh, metaphor for that, but I was definitely uh, looking at uh, when she, when that. Miss Lonely, Lonely Heart, whatever her name is, um, she uh, she's she's you know obviously faking you know having someone in her apartment and everything, and you know that kind of made me think like is that Grace Kelly's character? She feels like she's talking to nothing, you oh, know. She's you, you know that's basically what Jimmy Stewart is. He's and uh, you know 
lost right. lost cause at this point yeah. you know uh that's that's you know how i how i kind of you know took that a uh, little bit I, I wanted to add that because it's in my notes here but uh, uh but yeah i thought that was that was quite Definitely. interesting um but yeah her her story obviously gets more and more tragic i mean it, it, she finally does have a man come over to her apartment but he's <laughs> doesn't kind of a, really he, go the way she yeah, does, does not go does not go over too well he's a, he's a little handsy and a little a little, little too rough yeah. and uh yeah she kicks him kicks him out and then eventually i don't know if it's like a day later a couple days later she's she's ready to kill herself after that man it's uh yeah yeah all the different tableaus that he looks into are the different you know different stages of relationship and is the path that he's either afraid to go on or is about to go on or or I don't right. know, I guess yeah. each one just represents a different different level of relationship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because, I mean, they show oh, that uh, that's, uh, the couple looks like they're obviously newly married or whatever. They they go in and their blinds... She keeps calling him back to bed. Yeah, <laughs> their blinds are, you know, shut the whole time. Um, so I, I love that, too, because it's just like, well, what's going on in there? Like, yeah, I love how they're just showing different stuff. Like, there's other stuff that could be going on. You're, you're, you're focused on this, you know, what's, you know, we don't know what to believe. Like, is this really a murder? Well, like, I, I mean, try, I mean, for me, it's my, kind of my first watch. So I, I, I was back and forth between if I thought it was a murder or not. Um, like I, I was kind of thinking maybe Jimmy Stewart was crazy. I mean, what uh, I can you guys? Too, yeah, yeah. I, I really wasn't sure until the very end. Until basically that he calls Jimmy Stewart, and that was great. Yeah, and just 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 to piggyback on this whole thing at the end, the tension building over the last twenty minutes yeah. is like, oh my fucking god, what the <laughs> hell's going? When she's climbing as as. <laughs> It's his parkour style. Yeah, <laughs> when she's climbing in, I'm like, "What the hell?" And then he's, and then she, and then uh, Miss Lonely Hearts is, is maybe going to kill herself. Right? Yeah. So you got to call the cops. Oh my god, the guy's coming back to the apartment. Now what do you do? You're on the line, and you got to come here. It's like insanity. Yeah. Call, yeah, calling the cops because yeah, she might kill herself. And then yeah, I just love Jimmy Stewart's performance is great here when he, when he does walk in. Uh, you know, Thor Thorwald does walk in and you know sees uh sees Grace Kelly there, and you know he's he's just like Jimmy Stewart's just so helpless in that moment. Like, just like what's, <laughs> what's going to happen? Like, you know, it's just like the way he's grabbing the phone and stuff. And it's just, and we're uh, so, we're so like conditioned at this point for the, you know, you know, here's the bad guy. Here's the the woman and someone's going to go do something. And the guy who can, can't, he, he's, he, he's not going to be able to do something. No. He can't do anything right. about it. Yeah. You know, so he calls the cops, but then he's just got to sit there and watch and that makes it terrifying. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Especially yeah, with the, the lights off at that point and everything. It's well, just like, geez, yeah, it's a problem he's been dealing with since the beginning of the movie. He's calling people to come help him do things. and They're always late. No one's there when they need to be. And he's stuck. He's stuck sitting in his freaking wheelchair. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so unlike <laughs> anything I've ever seen. Definitely. And let's just talk about at the beginning of the movie they talked about how hot it was. And there's no air conditioning. You know that that room, that apartment stank with that leg and oh, that cast. Yeah. So, well, I've had I, a cast before. I know how bad it smells. Oh man, yeah. Especially when he had to itch himself. I was just like, yeah. oh man, that's that stinks. <laughs> that just stinks right there. <laughs> oh man. Although I never had the opportunity to have someone come in and give me a massage and bring me sandwiches. Yeah, uh, kind of like that. Apparently, the insurance <laughs> takes care of that. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the good old days. Where is that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Why isn't insurance coming and giving me a massage after my <laughs> after my falls and injuries? The company nurse does that exist anymore? Right? Oh my god! And that's another thing. Like with with his injury, like um, just we talked about the visual uh, just approach to this movie. Even telling us how he got hurt, they do it through those pictures on the wall and like the the car flipping and the yeah. wheel coming toward the camera. Like that's brilliant. I know. Like yeah. he snapped a shot before he was mangled. Basically, yeah. right? Great. Again, yeah, again, yeah, the the show don't tell stuff. I mean, obviously they get into it a little bit, but yeah, right away you know, all right, something something happened here. It's just so so great. And um interesting too though, is that he he's not wealthy. Uh he's, I think he says at one point that he's living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And uh you wouldn't expect that to someone who's so good at what they do and who travels <laughs> all around the world and all that. And then there's that contrast to Lisa who's, you know, so wealthy. She's like just go take, you know, 
fashion shoots or whatever, and he just you know refuses to even entertain the idea. He doesn't want a comfortable life. He wants he's like striving for some unattainable thing. Yeah, because I mean he's 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 out of work. You know he's because he's you know got this injury. So I mean obviously this work gives him that drive, gives him that high on yeah. life. You know that he needs. So I mean obviously he's going to look out. The, that's what that's why I was kind of thinking like okay this, this he definitely didn't murder his wife because this guy's just trying to find anything to you know get him through this last week he has in his cast because he's just driving himself crazy but uh but again the, the i don't think it, the murder was the point i think no. that that kind of is the point that he was you know looking for something to you know get him get him through this last week and you know wants to believe anything again that confirmation bias and everything fantastic so do we think jeff and lisa have had sex <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think so. It's hard to yeah. tell back then. Not in the last six weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It would be a little hard. Because well, he's all the way up, up to the waist in a cast. No, I think yeah. so. Yeah, right. He's so got to be. Gotta go oh, pee- can you imagine? He's got to go pee pee though, right? Yeah. He's, he, <laughs> yes, Dave. That's 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 how that works. Yep. You do you do have to go pee pee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Dave's sorry, going, Dan. I, no, no, I don't no. know what you'd show you'd happen down. It's <laughs> <This is> stupid <laughs> shit. Uh, Dave, Dave likes to go on his pee pee chan- tangents. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, again, like like Dan said, I don't think in the last six weeks. But yeah, I think I think they've done the hanky panky. Okay. Yeah. Well, because the, the I, I mean, if she's putting up with it all, I would hope at least once. I know, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. But you don't know what life was like back then. But when the cop comes back and sees the box, I thought the implication was that he thought she was a hooker. Am I wrong there? Oh, okay. He's yeah, like uh, easy, yeah. Yeah, whatever the guy's name was. Right, yeah, because they focused on that that little yeah suitcase she had. Yeah, that, he that glanced had all at that it. Stuff. Jimmy Stewart looked at him and told him easy. Yeah. Like, and then she made another comment about the box later, and I, I thought that was the implication. So okay, yeah, I, yeah, I guess I didn't, because I, I, I noticed the camera focused on that suitcase, and I was like, eh, what does that mean? But yeah, that, <laughs> you're, you're probably right there. But it's Grace freaking uh, Kelly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you <laughs> gotta do what you gotta Kelly. do. <laughs> Um, any other themes or anything you were thinking of, Dave? That's yeah. I mean, that basically covers the main points of the movie. I, I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. I think it's fantastic. I, yeah, absolutely. Did um, I mean, obviously, the the, the ending. Uh, obviously, it's no fault to you know the movie to, to Hitchcock or anything, but it's definitely bulbs? yeah the flash bulbs and then him like falling off the the ledge and everything that hasn't aged so well. That no. uh, that whole shot <laughs> because at some point you're just covered. I mean, I don't know how many bullets. It was like five or six, something like that. When yeah. you know, you see, you kind of just cover your eyes. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, then he like, I don't know what he does. He like grabs his glasses and then he like opens his eyes physically like three <laughs> yeah. or four times. It's that's getting old, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely didn't uh, didn't age too well. And, and yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like Jimmy Stewart keeps keeps you know covering his eyes every time the flash happens. Like, why aren't you covering your eyes? <laughs> Yeah, I was I was expecting him to fall out of the window or something. Like, like right, I, yeah. I, I didn't remember how it ended, so I was thinking that the flash bulbs would cause him to trip and fall out the window. Yeah, and and so it really didn't accomplish anything. No, it just maybe delayed for a couple of seconds, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, how do you? It, it makes you think. How do you defend yourself when you're in a wheelchair? I don't know. Probably not. What else can you do? I don't know. <laughs> Kick him in. No, you can't even kick. You can't. You can't <laughs> yeah. even kick. Your, your leg is immobile. Um, yeah, but as you said, know. Ben, that really wasn't necessarily the point, though, right? Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause characters, both characters, uh, both him and Lisa, are kind of going through something here, right? Yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of how I took it. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily just about. Obviously, you know that that brings in, intrigue to the movie. Like, oh, what what happened? Is this guy the murderer? But it's it's definitely deeper than that. But it's there's definitely... a conflict though, because it's saying that voyeurism is wrong, but yet you caught a murderer. So <laughs> that's true. Should I keep spying on my neighbor? You know, when she's getting out of the shower, just in case she gets murdered. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. out of the public service, right? I'm doing this for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this because I like it. It's all for you, baby. This hurts me more than it hurts you. <laughs> exactly. Boy, that would have gotten me out of a restraining order to lose my lives. Just go watch Rear Window. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Hitchcock. By the way, I, I did love that um, the ballerina, when, when it all came down to it, the, the guy that comes home to yes. her from, from the army is, is skinny Steve Rogers. Yeah, yes, right. exactly. What a yeah, that guy was. <laughs> <laughs> you got like he's like you got any like, food for me? <laughs> the, the army, maybe. Tall. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you brought that up. So, um, 
Yeah, do we think that she <coughs> now she was entertaining men? Yeah. And then there was that one scene where she's telling the guy that's enough, that's enough and she shuts the door. So maybe did she remain well she kissed the guy, but maybe I, I want to hold out hope that she did the best she could to wait for her husband to come back. What do, what do you guys think on that? Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. so. Yeah, she she needed to have a good time, you know, while he was gone, you know, just a little tease and stuff. But no so. real cheating? No. Nah, well, I yeah. mean when you got a guy like that coming home. Yeah. Exactly, because when, like, like uh, Dan said, you know, Steve, Steve Rogers, Rogers. Uh, when he becomes Captain America, you know, she's she's going to be there. You know, she's she's, yeah. she's yeah. going to be all there. He's one uh, government secret government program away from being a really attractive guy. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's uh, I mean, that's uh, any again, other things, they, they Dan, did... you want to mention on this movie that you that you got jotted down in your notes or any like lingering thoughts? The only other thing was just how cool the shot was of. Uh, um, Thornwall or whatever sitting in his when, when his place was dark and you oh. could just see that cigar. Oh yeah, that was great. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's just and, and I love how they use that again, like to for Jimmy Stewart to say, "I know he's in there. He's watching us because he could see you know the the cigar lit up in the dark there." Yeah, yeah it's such such a cool shot. And then that phone call. Oh, I love that. Where he thought it was the cop and he just oh, yeah, blows yeah. everything. Yes, oh, yeah, love that. Oh, so good, so good. Um, what's uh. Th- you know, obviously, I asked you if you were a Hitchcock uh, guy, Dan. What's what's your what's your favorite Hitchcock film? So, like I said, I haven't seen as many as I'd like. Right, um, this same, is same my here. favorite. Um, okay, I, 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 Psycho's great, but I just think this um, maybe because Psycho was just you know by the time I saw it, I was already aware of you know that it was his he was his mom and the right, yeah. scenes. It, yeah. it it came with a lot more. Yeah. pre-baggage yeah so, like um, a, like i said yeah like before i saw that yeah you already understand you like you know the cultural you're you know spoiled. yeah yeah exactly you're spoiled this movie you don't really know what's gonna it's just, <laughs> yeah it's hard to i've never heard anyone talking about this movie casually like i've seen <laughs> I, like i've seen that i've seen it spoofed on and stuff and like tv shows and stuff so i knew basically i think because one tv show i watched like they showed that he didn't actually murder so like i think that's might be why i was thinking too that this guy wasn't the murderer but oh. uh but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's again. You get the it's it's crazy how culture, you know. So speaking of that, did it? Did either of you see the the TV movie with Christopher Reeve version of this? No, um, I, I did. I remember specifically when it came out, and I was like wondering how the, how they would do it. And we actually have a Twitter question about that. Um, and uh, Dan, have, have you seen it? I, I saw it at the time. Okay, um, I, I remember it being a little. Uh, they changed it a lot. They took a lot of liberties. Now, um, yeah. I'm assuming this was post-accident accommodation. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, God. Yeah. It's just like let's <laughs> that would have been creepy. <laughs> uh, let's get let's get the one actor who's in a in a wheelchair. Yeah, I mean um, that sort of already kind of tells you it's going to stink, right? I mean, yeah. So and, and you know it was just it was it was hard to see you know, Superman um, like that. Right, Even when yeah, he was definitely. on uh, Smallville, it was still difficult right um, poor guy but it was always good to see him acting again mm-hmm. um it just wasn't a great uh yeah what they 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 changed it thornwald was was something else and he was a sculptor and i think he hid body parts in a sculpture or something uh, like that okay. and and well, well, i don't think it was his girlfriend like the way that lisa was it was a, a, a colleague or something like okay. that so well yeah and i also i saw like i looked at imdb of the tv movie and yeah like all the character names were different and everything like it's uh go ahead no i got a question so this actually this is something i forgot to mention so the idea that so he buried the hand in the the plant bed right mm-hmm. was his plan to bury the rest of it under there. I mean, well, it's, they said some was at the river or whatever, so I think that's where he was going with the suitcases that one night. Right, so I see how the dog can, but why? I'd, just I'd heard it was her the... head. That's why it was in a hat box. Oh, it was the head. I thought it was... So the other parts went out to the river in the in the case through the throughout the night, and then he stuck the head out in the in the garden. Oh, but the question is why? I don't. I don't... Yeah, why? Yeah, why? Why the... there? Why just bury some anybody part? There, yeah, yeah. I don't know. To, just, just for the dog to find, yeah, just for the dog okay. to find. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, or uh, just to have. Uh, maybe he didn't think anyone noticed, and that would be like his 
Oh, I guess if you're a murderer, right? You got weird thoughts. Maybe that's like this is my memento or my yeah. No one's gonna catch me kind right. of deal. Maybe yeah. Because well, yeah. she like throws the ro- like he gives her like breakfast in bed one morning and mm-hmm. she like throws the rose like back at him. <coughs> yeah, and it's just like oh, what's this rose? And maybe yeah, that was him like being like oh well, I'll put you in the rose bed, you know? So, yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's ask Hitchcock. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get him on the show next. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm thinking back, uh, Dan. You mentioned Psycho. I'm not the biggest Psycho fan either. I get kind of bored by it, and I don't know if it's just knowing what's going to happen. But to me, it just doesn't. That's not my favorite Hitchcock film. I'll just say. Now, I didn't get my my wife was really big into Bates Motel, the show that was on last year. Yeah, mine or, too. The last couple of years. Yeah, my wife saw all of it. Yeah. And she loved that, and I think obviously whenever you whenever you have a show and you and it's done well, you can delve much deeper into the characters and the psyche and the and and all of that. But um, yeah, I you know I I I get why people love Psycho. I I, I think it's a great movie, but I I to me this one does a lot more for me in terms of suspense and uh, and and just winding the whole thing around itself. Have you seen Vertigo? I have, but it's been so long that I I'm not even sure. I, I, yeah. So a lot of these, I think, I end up catching in disjointed bits. Yeah. You know? yeah exactly. Oh, it's on it's on TCM, and I'll, <laughs> I'll watch the middle right. forty minutes, and then it'll go into like a fifteen minute commercial break, and then I'm out. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of how I was with Rear Window here, and yeah, the, uh, Vertigo. I, I watched it for the first time for this show too. Um, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Just fantastic. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart's awesome. Really Hitchcock is. is amazing. Um. But uh. But yeah. Rear Rear, rear Window. Uh. Yeah. It's definitely. We'll give a rating here in a second. Where do we put Jimmy Stewart as as an American actor? Um, um, of all time or just in general what, what do you guys think I mean I think he's as good as anyone I mean maybe he's up there I think he's up there with you know De Niro and Brando I think he's really I mean he doesn't do like the the violent stuff but I think he's really in that conversation yeah I mean he's definitely in the conversation I, I, I need to I mean uh, I've only I've only seen a handful of his movies so I think I would need to see more uh, of his movies uh, to give that uh you know <laughs> that that opinion. I, it, so it's hard for me because I I feel like you you have to kind of in in different eras um, because they weren't he wasn't asked to do the kind of acting that that like the seventies actors were you know when, when they were coming out of the new school and yeah. uh, and and all this. Um, That's a great call. Yeah. So so I think he was great for his time. Um, I don't like I said. I, I I found a lot of his stuff a bit big. Um, <laughs> yeah. So is this ah, like comparing man. like sports players over 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 decades, where you're like you know Lou Gehrig versus like you know a modern player, where you have to like judge them within the places that yeah I the mean, time that they were acted or played in. I guess kind of what you're saying, Dan. Kind of yeah. It it it's I just don't think that the style was. Um, you know, I. It, yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's 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 definitely different. Yeah, because I mean, Jimmy Stewart's you know, playing these like '50s guys. You know, these '50s type. Uh, Could you imagine uh, well, dads? Robert you know? De Niro as It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, that yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that either. Yeah, he's, <laughs> just like the acting techniques were were you know, I, I, especially out of Hollywood versus out of out of New York with you know Meisner and Stanislavski and and, and and the stuff that was being taught on the East Coast versus the the studio guys on the yeah. west coast that um you know they just wanted you to be handsome and and uh and deliver the lines yeah i think i think so, uh marlon brando kind of crossed that like he was kind of yeah. in an era of you know obviously the 50s guys but then he kind of crossed over more and and was able to show more of his range i'd uh, love to just be handsome and deliver lines yeah that would be great <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just uh, I just want to read a couple tweets here we had from a couple people. Uh, the Geeky Retro Nerd Show says uh, about Rear Window, it's the perfect movie. It has everything. Peak Hitchcock. Yep. I you know, yeah, great pretty, pretty much agree with that. Uh, and then uh, at Shooting Star CMX says one of my favorites, but the dialogue is kind of bad in places. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it was... I, I wouldn't call the dialogue bad, like I said. I, I thought it was... Uh, 
for me it was kind of natural yeah. kind of it kind of flowed like i could see how the old the great grace kelly kind of talks like old timey like yeah. a little bit but uh the actual the, be- the beginning with the nurse i thought was quite good and really revealing kind of the morality of the movie to come and it was surprising. She's a great character too yeah i mean i was really engaged in it even though like that kind of dynamic was a little strange for a modern viewer but yeah, yeah i thought it was just fine definitely um and then uh steve from everything i learned from movies uh he said how does the original compare to the christopher reeve tv movie <laughs> version <laughs> yep which we are uh, i liked it but curious how many people have actually seen it yeah i've i've never seen it so uh but yeah, Dan, yeah I, I saw it but i i don't remember it being as as good yeah <laughs> definitely definitely no hitchcock that's for sure um so yeah let's go let's go to our rating uh dan yeah i you know don't know how familiar you are with it but yeah we give a rating on uh stars and popcorn so stars yes. being like a quality rating popcorn being uh you know more entertainment value um one dave five, well, you want to have no thirds Ben, i think did a third one i did a third once yeah <laughs> but yeah halves only halves uh dave why don't you start us off how do you rate this film all right i think I started with four, but I think I'm going to end with four and a half stars and uh, go two and a half buckets of popcorn. It's a, it, it's well, highly high quality, which we just sort of rolled over. But popcorn-wise, while there are great tense moments, it's a little slow. And for a 2018 viewer to see basically a very basic, well, a nice set, but sort of basic now, and a camera that doesn't leave an apartment um yeah, you know, so I think that that does get dinged at least over time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely definitely a high quality film. That's why. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm a little less on the stars. I'm going four stars. Uh, again, uh, soup, just a fantastic film. Um, How dare you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> But I'm I'm going a, I'm a, going a half star up from your popcorns. I'm going three buckets of popcorn out of five. Okay. Uh, I think uh, just because I felt engaged the whole way through, I was interested to see what was happening, and yeah. just uh, again the the engagement in the movie just kept me. Are you grading on a curve from 1954 or uh, <laughs> legitimately engaged? Um, no, I I, I'm leg- I was legitimately engaged. Okay, yes. great. I actually I watched this with my eight year old too, and he yeah. he was so for him to sit through this movie too, yeah, yeah. he for him to sit there and be engaged. That's great. There was a couple times where he walked and was right, just kind of right. walking around, but he, he sat through most of it, and I was I was proud of that. So that that kind of I think helped my popcorn score as well. So because he's normally blowing through Simpsons episodes, right? <laughs> That's true. All yes. twenty eight seasons. <laughs> All twenty eight seasons exactly. <laughs> what do you got, Dan? The pressure's on, buddy. I'm going to split the difference. I'm going to go four and a half stars. Nice and three popcorn. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I agree. It, 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 there are some some points, especially early on, was there is you're setting the tone that it's. You know, it's not the the most captivating um, in, until it really starts. But when it picks up, it really does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd say this is really a movie lover's film. This is not a casual film, uh, you know, film watcher kind of thing. I wouldn't recommend this to any person, right? You know, right? Yeah, you'd you only recommend it to someone that you know has an appreciation of good movies. Right, absolutely, and uh, yeah, definitely one of Hitchcock's uh, greatest works. And uh, yeah, Rear Window, love, love this. This was a lot of fun, Dan. Uh, this oh, is... I, I did have one more thing. Oh yes, sorry. please, please. Oh, sorry, so... we're running out of time, Dan. We gotta have to. <laughs> yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. What you got? So apparently, um, Thorwald. Uh, Hitchcock patterned him after his uh, producer partner, David uh, Oselznik. Okay. And apparently he hated him so much oh, that man. he wanted to make him the, the villain in the movie. Oh, <laughs> ouch. So he had, he had Raymond Burr learn how to, how to recreate his mannerisms and, and, oh, uh, man. and, and character. Jeez. That's some spite right oh, there. Rough. Yeah. The glasses, and I guess he wore like a white shirt all the time. Oh, man. That's great, and I think everyone. Everyone. <laughs> this is just a you know just a thing I noticed. Like, it seems like actors more back then. Everyone except for Stella had bright blue eyes too. Every, everyone just like oh, right. oh yeah. just blue eyes people I guess are the only. Hey, that's what worked back then. I yeah, guess, I right? guess. I guess so. I guess so. But I, I like too that uh, this was in color. Vertigo was in color in 1958, and then 1960 for Psycho, he went back to black and white, yeah. which I think was great for for that kind of film to go back to black and white. That's it's you know more of the tone of that movie. So it's. I think this one holds up very well. Yeah, 
And that's, uh, I guess, a testament to direction where, you know, things just look great. I mean, we talk about Kubrick where they look, you know, it's a 40-year-old film or 50-year-old film almost. Yeah. Uh, with 2001, I have to mention it every episode. Yeah, you do. Where it looks yeah. fantastic. It just looks like it was made yesterday. And this one, it's not quite there, but it looks great. I yeah. mean, it doesn't look like old-timey or anything. No, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you have a, a good copy, Blu-ray, Blu-ray copy. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's Rear Window, folks. Nineteen fifty-four, Alfred Hitchcock, and again, we have uh, Dan Franco with us. Dan, we really appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of fun talking talking some Hitchcock with you, my man. I had a blast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's definitely an honor for me and Ben to have you on. It's great. You are welcome anytime i mean i mean it you know people say it i definitely mean it you want it you got a movie you want to talk about anything you want to plug anything going on really just randomly if you just want to come on and just shoot the shit you are welcome anytime dan awesome would love to come back and maybe next time you'll be you'll be more healthy you know we, we, <laughs> yes. we wish you the best of health and uh, appreciate you being no, a trooper. i don't know i think i like him sick this is how, sort of how i see him you know he's yeah. either <laughs> sick and veep or going crazy in another movie or something or sick on the show i think this is really kind yeah, of yeah this thing, is though. this is par for the course <laughs> there you go <laughs> all right and where where can people find you on social media dan um, on Twitter, I'm at Dan Franco, and Franco has a K, not not a C like like James and uh, oh, and no, Dave. That's, that's garbage. Um, ne- never never anymore. never heard of him. No, don't know yeah. who that is. <laughs> the other Franco. <laughs> it's like the, I know. I, just, I keep trying to, to fool Seth Rogen into working with me. Oh man, someday Look, you'll, you'll get him. Franco. You got you got to work with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just find him when he's really high, which is yeah. all the time. Yeah, all the time. Oh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And uh, Dave, where can they find you? At Dave underscore Quist. And I am at BC Cord. But uh, yeah, again, that was Rear Window, folks. Be and Dan sure. has a blue check mark, by the way. Yeah, he's veri- <laughs> He's a verified guy. Look at that. <laughs> Man. I'm a so friend we'll- of ours. Yes. <laughs> there we go. All right, folks. Well, that is it for us. For Dave, I'm Ben Secord. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys. Happy